This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Bioptimizers. Try their enzyme and probiotic combo pack risk-free today at www.bioptimizers.com slash nomeat. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash nomeat and use their coupon code nomeat to get 10% off any package. Today's episode is also brought to you by Ritual Zero Proof Spirit Alternatives. Crafted of all natural botanicals, Ritual Whiskey, Gin, and Tequila Alternatives deliver the flavor, aroma, and burn of liquor, but without the alcohol. Go to RitualZeroProof.com and use the promo code NOMEATATHLETE for 20% off your first purchase. Ritual Zero Proof. Enjoy the ritual without the alcohol. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Athlete Radio. So today we're here with Matt Frazier and Julia, and we're all uh, we're all gardeners, right? Or at least we have gardens in our yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair, yeah. Right? Fair to say. Well, I don't know about what things are what things are like in Canada, Julia, but uh, <laughs> my garden in the last like two weeks has just started popping off the chain, and uh, been super exciting. And for the first time ever, we grew carrots. Which was really fun. I I don't know. It was like so fun to like pull them out. And the other day we went out with Eliza, and it was like the most vegan kid thing I've ever seen. She, I was like Eliza, all right, just pull out the carrot, and she pulls it out, and she looks at it, and she just like sticks it in her mouth and just starts eating this dirty <laughs> carrot. And I don't know. It was the, <laughs> I was really proud of her. It was cool. <laughs> we saw that video. That was too cute. And. Yeah, we were like, yeah. oh, she's getting her B12 from the dirt, too. She's a true vegan child. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Very good. That's nice. How's We've everybody doing? <laughs> doing good. Uh, I'm doing very well. We've also had garden success recently. Um, a lot of basil has been coming in the door, which mm-hmm. is always one of my favorite things in the garden. Um, plus some lettuces and things like that, different kinds. So that has been good. Yep. And uh, much needed because I was I was really eating like a ton of rich food for a long time and uh we're now we're now three months in this quarantine situation and uh i feel like i don't know for me a lot of those fun indulgent kind of habits from the first month uh extended and now they've been three months and now they're all like kind of getting old like i just sort of need to need to uh get some things back <laughs> back, back in order, which is actually what our episode's about today so time yeah exactly topic mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. how about you yeah. guys everybody doing well doing well my my basil is not though I have a hard time with no. that stuff. Oh, it dies every time. I don't know oh, what's really? going on. Because there's that northern... Latitude. Maybe, yeah. But my, my garden's actually looking great. It's got tons of greens popping. Kale and lettuce. Those are my go-tos because they just... They grow without really any effort, which is great because I... As much as I'm hooked on plants, I don't have the best green thumb. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Kale reminds me of this. I've been meaning to share this recipe. Um... It's so simple. I've been eating a ton of collard greens, which I never really ate before because hmm. I thought of them as kind of, I just associated with them with like the ones you cook for an hour, like that Southern <laughs> style thing. And they always have pig whatever in them. Um, but so like even if you make a vegan version, they're just never that good because they turn this brownish green. Um, but I've been rolling them up like a cigar, like roll the big leaves up like a cigar and then kind of chiffonade chop them. So that these tiny, thin little slices as thin as you can get them. And then those in like a screaming hot pan with a little bit of olive oil and red pepper and garlic. And oh. uh, it's like a perfect side dish. It, it takes five minutes to make. My kids love it. They think it's like the best food they've ever had. Uh, wow. So they eat the beans wow. now. It's, it's, it's been such a good recipe for me this, uh, this past few weeks. Mm. Mm. Never you heard know, of that. It's good Sounds when the great. kids approve. 
I know, green. really. I mean, they don't because mm-hmm. they. I mean, as much as they're healthy eaters, eaters, they're they're never really been into cooked greens. It's just not something that kids often go mm-hmm. for. So that has been uh, been really good. Oh yeah, I used to grow a ton of collard greens. I put I think eight in my garden a couple of years ago, and it was way too much. Uh-huh. They were massive trees of collards, <laughs> and so I was just wrapping everything in them. So I'd make raw <laughs> collard green wraps, and I got right. pretty over it. So the next year, I didn't even grow any. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I've not never been like Matt. I've never really been a, a big collard fan, and uh, we didn't we don't grow any. But uh, yesterday I cooked something for us, and Katie was celebrating the fact that we weren't had there was no Swiss chard in there because we had just been overloading on the Swiss chard. <laughs> so too much of a good thing. Oh, you know what else? Oh, <laughs> I got one more thing that I did. Um, for, okay, so see. my wife turned forty this past Saturday. Oh, and happy birthday. Happy birthday, Aaron. Thank you. And, one, and so the theme of my presence this year was I bought her 40 gifts. And they weren't all giant or anything. So oh. Wow. Yeah, and, and it took a lot of work. And she really appreciated the thought. Because after about 20, I was like, I'm just out of ideas. So then I had to really like <laughs> dig deep and think. And she liked that. Yeah, but one of the things I got, I'm impressed. Uh, yeah, I know. I said, don't do the same thing for me, please, because I do not want 40 things. But <laughs> but she liked it. And a lot of, a lot of it was like uh, pizza and sourdough kind of materials. So it... Uh, mm you know benefits me as well but anyway uh, <laughs> one of the things i got her was was all, so we have miyoko's cheese making book mm-hmm. uh which we've had for okay. a while uh, but never really used it because if you look at it like any vegan cheese making book uh there are you know there's just a bunch of stuff you need to get that you don't have like acidophilus that you'll use to age the cheeses um i don't know this tapioca starch or uh, xanthan gum, these things that like do the thickening for you. So anyway, one of one mm-hmm. of the gifts, and it's only counted as one, didn't count as five. It was like a box of uh, all those strange materials that you need from from Amazon or wherever. So I got her that. Sweet. And and then we had pizza uh, on I think it was Monday, but we made mozzarella cheese, which you can make in the course of a day. It doesn't take that long. Um, but like made mozzarella balls, and they were from like a cashew yogurt kind of base, and they they turned out so well and so easy and delicious. Um, and I am super pumped now about this this vegan cheese making idea because it feels like, I don't know, just based on that one alone, which I know it's only one data point, but it feels like suddenly <laughs> we can make any cheese we want. And uh, I don't know, it's it's like not lost anymore. Wow! Did it taste mm. like Miyoko's mozzarella? Yeah, it tastes a lot like her her mozzarella, which tastes similar to the real thing. Mm, sounds yeah, amazing. which is delicious. Like that when we get that, it's like such a treat. Mm-hmm. Um, so you yeah. should make it at home. That's fantastic. I like it. Yeah. She's Not getting hard, her secrets out. <laughs> I, know, I know. I think she gave her secrets out, and then she, uh, and then she realized she could make a lot more by by selling the ready-made cheeses. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I've got Julie Pye. Because there is that. I've got Julie Pye's book. Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> there's that big, uh, that big step, like you were saying, of kind of getting all the ingredients you need and all the your tools you need. Because right. it is, it is definitely more yeah. complicated than just like opening up a regular vegan mm-hmm. book. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Julie Pyatt's book I was saying. I've I've got that and I was just looking through it quickly. I'm like, oh man, I gotta dive deeper into this book. This <laughs> cheese is nuts. There's so many different yep. ways to yeah, make cheese. And I always just go with like the easiest thing ever. It's cashews and nutritional yeast and salt and garlic <laughs> yeah, yeah. powder. <laughs> or make it out of like um carrots and potatoes and cauliflower, and then you can have a lot more of it that way. <laughs> ah. Very nice. Yeah, we have that book too. We actually had Julie on the podcast um, to promote that book a long time ago, 
and I've had it ever since. And like you had only basically made the cashew like cream uh, instant thing you whip up in your in yeah. your blender. The basic um, vegan. But then I, 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 so I leaved through that book as well. I got the beta carotene capsules that you need to make things look orange mm-hmm. and uh, several other things like that. So wow. anyway, Look at you go. She's master. Well, happy birthday to you from Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, so what are we going to talk about today? So today, as I mentioned, uh, we are talking about I guess it doesn't have to be healthier habits, but sort of as as the world is a little bit returning to normal, at least showing signs of returning to normalcy uh, for who knows how long. Um, I don't know. I, I personally am feeling like kind of craving a getting back to some of the routines I had before. Uh, I'm thinking mainly of activity and eating well, because uh, I've, like I said, I've had a great time. I've done really some good, even good habits, but they've been totally like kind of the opposite direction of how i usually am so um we are just going to talk about some of those things what some of the ideas that we have mostly for ourselves and hoping yeah. that people will uh will draw some inspiration from that or get some ideas uh and maybe even a little bit about how to form habits so let's i guess start there um the three of us here are all pretty big small stepper type fans um meaning rather than like you know, say tomorrow begins your morning routine and it lasts an hour long and you have all these things you're going to do during it. Uh, or tomorrow begins your fitness program and you're going to go to the gym for an hour a day for five days a week. Rather than trying to like flip a switch and then overnight you're suddenly different, uh, we all tend to believe in the power of creating the habits by being patient at first, uh, meaning, you know, your your run run a marathon habit might start by only running for five minutes every day or five minutes maybe, you know, three times a week, and then once that's comfortable and automatic and so easy that you never miss it because it's such a small little task, uh, you start to gradually, you know, get make it longer. Um, so it requires patience. The The point in during the first month or two of a habit like that is like you're not really going to see any physical changes or uh, physical results of your habit, whether it's a health habit or not. Um, but you're you're kind of wiring, you're hardwiring that habit in your brain. You're, you're making it stronger. You're increasing the number of Fiber, fibers in the in the habit cable. Um, <laughs> it's not really what's happening, but it's a nice, useful analogy. I like that. Um, so anyway, so we're kind of all all about that. Um, but you know, now and then I do I do still get excited by the the possibility of what could happen if if tomorrow I just you know really start committing to this one thing. And sometimes it can work if you're really super excited about something and you're not feeling like it's an obligation or something that your doctor or your spouse is telling you you need to do. And you're kind of hesitant, but you say, well, I, I will do it because I need to. Mm. Uh, if it's something that you're really, really excited about for yourself, that's when it's possible that you can make something last by just going for it, uh, using your willpower, hopefully getting the results soon enough that uh, you know they, they sort of keep fueling the fire. Um, so it can work, and I'm not opposed to it. And I think, I think one of the ways I've kind of matured in my habit uh, understanding is understanding that like there's not one approach that is always right, whether small steps or the massive action. Uh, it really kind of depends on on you as a person and your situation, uh, but I think most people just assume that that the massive action is right when when often it is that small steps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I was thinking like when we first came up with this episode theme, I was like, okay, I'm talking to the you know habit pros. You guys talk about this a lot in the last you know when I was <laughs> listening to you guys over the last five years. Um, so I was like, okay, what can I bring to the table? And, and when I first thought I was thinking, you know, when I, when I first started thinking about the habits I have now and, um, 
you know, they just feel like they're a part of me now. They're a part of my identity. I am a person who runs every day. I'm a person who does five minutes of stretching in the morning. I'm a person who drinks a smoothie a day. And then I take a step back and look at, you know, when when I wasn't that person. And it feels like a long time ago, but I remember thinking, oh, I should stretch more. And I should, should, should. Um, you know, actually, I should still stretch more <laughs> later in the day, but I, st- I do stretch in the morning and I'm very proud of that. Um, but I tried different ways of implementing that into my life. And it was sort of trial and error. But the main theme of building these habits was, you know, what you guys talk about a lot, the baby steps. And it's also, I think, design over willpower and why power also. So first of all, what's your environment environment like around you? Does it, you know, you kind of have to treat yourself like a kid when you're learning learning something new. And the environment has to make it as easy and simple as possible to create a new habit. Um, if there's going to be a block in any way, then you're probably going to throw your hands up and not even do that one minute run in the morning or mm. one minute of, of stretching. And then with the willpower idea, it's, you know, we're only human and and willpower just simply does not work. (laughs) And we need some kind of emotion attached to it. So rather than feeling like a chore and like something we actually need to do, like you're talking about, Matt, it's like we need to feel like we want to do it. We want that, you you know, you want to do something. It's that's the only way that you're going to actually create a new habit is is having that why that want and, um, you know, asking yourself, why do I want to do this? And then creating an emotion behind that, that why and a reason behind it. And then you're off to a great start. And, um, you know, I I think it's similar to going vegan. Like you have your why power, like why your why could be, I want to be healthier. I want to run a marathon. I want to have less inflammation. Or maybe you had a moment uh, with an animal at a farm sanctuary and that's your why. Or maybe you want to do your part for the environment so your kids have a, have a beautiful world to live in. You have that why and then you have that emotion connected to it and makes it personal. And then it creates a want instead of someone telling you, oh, you should do this or I should do this or I need to do this. But it's all about that emotional attachment and creating an environment that helps you actually be able to do it. Yeah, I like, I like the emotional thing because... Uh... I mean, to me, that translates the, the way that I have understood that is that that's, you need a reward for your habit. Every time mm-hmm. you do it, there needs to be a reward. And eventually, it's got to be intrinsic. It needs to be something that, like, the only way it's going to last really forever is if uh, if it's something that is, it just, you know, the act itself is rewarding to you. And when you are done it, you are happy because you did it. Um, you know, if you mm-hmm. don't have that, then, then it's not going to last. So, like, that can happen in the long term. In the short term, even if it might happen in the long term, in the short term, a lot of times you do need to kind of artificially create it or just maybe artificial is not the right word. Um, it could be though. I mean, you could literally give yourself a, a reward, right? Some people like get in shape by giving themselves a tiny piece of chocolate that they otherwise never let themselves have, um, but they get that after their after their workout. So like sometimes you need to actually manufacture that that reward, make it this, this extrinsic reward. Uh, mm-hmm. But I like the idea of just like, you know, finding more maybe holistic ways to do that, like like connecting with that why. Uh, if you can get that to work, I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. And then the environmental design, like totally. That's I've also realized how much, just how important that is. Because in the early days, I think I tended to ignore that, uh, and and would like you know build myself a little habit plan that would say here's the schedule, and the, it, it was all about the schedule. It was about sticking to these ten minutes a day, and then after one week going to twelve minutes a day or whatever. Um, but I I don't know. I just having done that sort of routine a bunch, um, I've realized that when you when you just kind of like 
create it so that the default behavior is the right one, uh, that's just an enormous advantage over, over you know, kind of trying to swim upstream all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Automate it. <laughs> yes. Cool. Yeah. So um, I guess we can, we can just start. I, I've got a couple that are, well, I have one that I think is really fun and I'm super excited about. <laughs> uh, and actually, this is actually a good example because of what we just said. Like, there are different approaches and I will, I will experiment with these myself. Um, I have one thing that I'm really excited about, and then I have like three things where I kind of need to do something again uh, that's healthy. So mm-hmm. I have I have a bunch of those, but I can't say I've been that creative in my approaches. I know what I need to do, um, and I don't know. So I hope my I hope these are kind of interesting. But I will start my my eating one. What I really want to get back to is I want to just use that that simple uh, three meal kind of framework that I have around eating, uh, which is so easy, and that's why I made it this way. Uh, which is the smoothie in the morning, the salad with beans and some other, you know, healthy grains or something if you need more calories for lunch, and then a grain, a green, and a bean for dinner. Uh, that for me, I've been so far away from that because I've been so excited to have the opportunity to cook all these different recipes. Uh, and then there's always leftovers of those recipes. And my wife, as I said, got into sourdough, so I've been having that for breakfast all the time. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm still <laughs> eating smoothies and salads, but like, I'm, I'm just having so many rich foods that are not the way I usually eat. Um, so that's one of my summer things is get back to just, you know, that being the default way of eating. And still, you know, of course, I'm still going to have fun and cook some good meals. But uh, I don't know. I want that to be like most of the time it's this other way. And then now and then I do a nice meal. So that is that is one. Um, we have that. If you go to knowingnothing.com slash vegan dash meal dash plan, I think, um, we put that. It used to be like a protected kind of content thing. Now it's all just at that page. If you go to vegan dash meal dash plan. Um, you will find that exact routine that I am talking about. Is that the one you're really excited about? No, not at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say, if that's the one you're like really excited about. No, I'll then... do that one last. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> no, I, I, I have a, a kind of a similar one, uh, and it, it stemmed from a, you know, a similar situation where you know, I think that as, as quarantine hit and as I was going to the grocery store much less, I was often, you know, I just kind of got in this routine of eating a lot of heavier foods, a lot of um, pantry foods, less fresh fruit foods, and uh, even, you know, frozen stuff. And, you know, we have, we've been grilling out Beyond Burgers every weekend and, you know, just kind of like eating a lot of heavier, less healthy foods than what I would typically eat, um, you know, in back, back when we weren't in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so... My my goal for this summer, especially as produce is really is really kind of popping in our garden and the farmers market and all that stuff, is to always think fresh first. Uh, fresh first when I'm thinking about a meal. So uh, how can I bring in a lot of fresh produce? How can I make a big salad? How can I do something that involves fresh fruit food? You know, maybe raw, maybe not, um, but have that be the center centerpiece of the meal uh, because I, I definitely lost that over the last few months mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah Good. i kind of yeah i have a similar one <laughs> do you? You have okay one? let's hear it i do maybe i'll i'll say my similar one and then go on to another one because i like i said before i was like oh maybe i don't have that many habits that i need to create but then i started writing some stuff down i'm like oh wow <laughs> some stuff i can work on um but yeah veggies at lunch i think that that's a big one for me i i either just 
you know, sometimes I have hum- hummus and some veggies and stuff. Uh, but I kind of am just a snacker at lunch. And instead, I think I want to just start having a, a big salad again. Because I was on that train for a little bit. Um, but I think uh, for people listening to, if if you want to add more veggies into your life or just, you know, lose some weight or just feel better, um, I think focusing on 50% of your plate being uh, veggies is so important. Mm. Like we talk about 80% whole foods all the time, but having that 50% of your plate actually being veggies makes it really easy to get a ton of variety of plants into your system, which is great for the microbiome. And um, yeah, so I want to start just roasting all my veggies again. And I've just been a little bit lazy about that the last month. So (laughs) there you go. Veggies galore. Good. Um, All right, so what do you got for something? uh, Yeah, something a little different. Um, sit while I'm eating. So instead of while I'm in the kitchen Mm. making stuff, uh, sometimes I'm snacking on things and I honestly feel, and I I know that there's science behind this too, but it totally messes the digestion up. So if you're snacking and moving around and, um, you know, doing multiple things at the same time, just take a breath and take a seat (laughs) and sit and enjoy the meal because you're your digestive system doesn't work at the same time as your adrenals and while you're sitting or while you're standing up and doing stuff it uh yeah kind of wreaks havoc on your digestive system i'm glad you, you know what because go ahead Doug. go ahead in a bit. well so, so you know what um that reminded me of so this isn't one of mine but it's something that i've been i've been doing i don't know fairly consistently a couple times a week at least um if like if i'm eating a meal by myself so maybe a lunch or um, a dinner after Eliza's gone down and Katie's working or doing something. Um, I, Matt Jigger, when we did the meditation challenge a while back, uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, kind of encouraged people to meditate while they're eating. Um, and I've been trying to do that. So like sit in total silence, like no distractions and really, you know, focus on the bites and focus on the taste and focus on all that kind of thing. And, and, you know, use that time as a time to meditate and it's really mm-hmm. really awesome even if it's just for like 10 minutes and then i get bored and put my watch out or my phone out or something but um <laughs> 10 minutes I don't is know. a long time I really though that. that's good yeah. yeah yeah i find that so um, hard yeah i'm I, i'm so bad at multitasking that way i'm working and eating and like you know yeah so that's uh even just even just for two minutes would be good for for you to do you know just focus on the bite and focus on how it totally, feels and yeah. how it tastes and probably tastes way better and all of that good stuff. Yeah. I, I find that very hard. To do. Like I've definitely read that many times and, uh, and have, have gotten rid of the TV. Like be, of course being near eating like that. We used to eat in front of the, the TV, which is crazy to me now. Um, I definitely don't do that, but I, I don't know I, when I try to sit there and just eat, like I, like you said, I can last for 30 seconds or a minute. And then I just get so bored. Like, I'm just like, okay, like I get what the food tastes like. Like, what else is there to notice about it? Uh, so I tend to always like just read. If, if I'm not eating with people, then I just I just can't help but read or do flashcards or something while I eat. Uh, but I really like the idea of sitting down. Uh, that is a Blue Zones habit. And the Blue Zones, I don't think he mentions it in the book, The Blue Zones, but there's a follow-up that's like, I think it's called The Blue Zone Solution. Mm. It's kind of more practical ways to implement it. And in that one, he cites the idea that Blue Zones cultures tend to you know make a point of sitting while they eat um mm-hmm. which is somewhat different from the way some of us are uh that we're just always on the move and and don't so i was actually wondering julie what the science was behind that because it doesn't really give a reason it just says it's sort of linked to it's part of their lifestyles and their lifestyles are, are linked to longevity mm-hmm. um 
I didn't know if it was because sitting kind of meant that you that you were tending to make better food choices because the foods that you sit down and eat and take your time with are typically not the ones that you you know not the same types that that you'd want to eat on the go and just uh you know which is typically junk food mm-hmm. um so i don't know if it was that or if it was more that the actual like physiology of sitting was important and it sounds like you're saying it, it, it's related to digestion and is important yeah. to that yeah it's the parasymp- parasympathetic bleh parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems don't work well together at the same time. So your adrenal system and your digestive system simply can't work at the same time. So if you're standing up, you're immediately, you know, a little bit more aware, your adrenals are working harder, even if you're not totally stressed out, um, compared to sitting down and taking a deep breath before you start eating makes a world of a difference. Ah, interesting. Mm -hmm. So I shouldn't play video games while I eat that. <laughs> well, what kind of video games? Esports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would that would stimulate my adrenal. It would get me all exactly. Yeah. But then, how are all those games? Right, you sit there and eat Cheetos. How are they so healthy? <laughs> <laughs> how? What else you got, Matt? What else I have? I have been a long, long time without a morning routine. Uh, got away from it and was happy to be away from it. I liked. And the past few months, I've really enjoyed sleeping in and just like starting slow and have a cup of coffee in the morning and, I don't mm-hmm. know, ease into reading or whatever I'm kind of doing first. Um, I like that. But I, I really kind of miss that, the discipline and the, the feeling that comes from having accomplished the stuff that's most important to you. Uh, I shouldn't say most important to you. The stuff that I don't want to do and I know it's done after my morning routine, um, like, you know, whether it's journaling, meditating, exercising, uh, just kind of getting those things knocked out and being up early. I really want to get that back. Um, I have not figured out yet what it entails. I mean, I just mentioned three activities that I really would like to incorporate. Um, but I need to get exercising again. Like I just, I need to find something that is enjoyable to exercise or an enjoyable way to exercise. I don't want it to become my hobby. Um, I'm just, just not motivated in that way at all. But uh, I want to find something. So I'm, I'm thinking that for me, like if I can get, get myself back into a morning kind of rhythm where like, I don't know about setting an alarm, but Maybe, maybe trying to trying to be up by a certain hour, and mm-hmm. doing my thing. I don't know. I mean, the kids are kids are old enough now that they kind of take care of themselves. They don't need me to get up in the morning. So like suddenly, this built-in alarm clock we had in our lives is not there anymore. And Aaron and I can sleep till eight or eight thirty, and no problem. Nobody nobody cares. Kids will just you know do their thing. So uh, that must kind be of nice. trying to. Yes. Well, trust me. I went through a lot of time when when it wasn't nice at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So. I think I want to. I want to do that. I'd, I'd like to have some sort of meditation, or at least, I don't know. Like I've, I've just done so much. Like, I guess it's uh, what is it? Right brain? No, right brain is creative, right? The other left brain. Um, so much like learning and focusing and all that, and like it's been awesome. But I have, I've kind of really lost that. Uh, I don't know, meditative side, appreciation for just being, breathing, watching breath. Like I said, watching, watching yourself eat. Uh, I don't know. So I'm gonna to try to get that get that back in the form of a morning routine um, mm-hmm. that hopefully will involve some sort of some sort of exercise that is similar. I'm not sure what, um, but you know something that's relaxing and mindful and all those good things. Sounds kind of like yoga. I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds kind of like yoga. Is that what you said? Yeah. 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 Not yoga. I'm not. No. No. no okay. Not yoga. <laughs> I agree no. though. Morning no. <laughs> mornings are <laughs> mornings are so good for that because it's like. You start your your day off with something that feels good, and and you feel productive about doing a few things, and uh, and then you can just think more clearly, and and not think about oh I should have done that, because you uh, you're kind of done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Good. And I miss I miss that uh, 
I don't know, that post, that feeling of after doing something that was kind of hard, you didn't really want to do it, but you did it, and then you feel great because of it. Like, I miss, I miss that. I, mm-hmm. I don't do a lot of things that I don't want to do recently. <laughs> Out of the comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. All right, so I Jack got one you. that's actually kind of, kind of stemming i've got one that's stemming from um a habit that uh i i kind of have formed during quarantine sorry lost my train of thought there um but that i want to keep going as uh as things open back up and life gets you know whatever going again so um i'm excited about this one but first that's a teaser because at first i think we should we should thank our sponsors (laughs) Man, you have the best teasers. That was a good one. I know. People just cannot, good. cannot leave us after that kind of teaser. Just to know what, what could have stemmed out of Doug's quarantine that he wants to do. I'm at the edge of my seat. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Bioptimizers. Enzymes are the workhorse of digestion. They break down your food into usable micro and macronutrients. But if you're over 35, your enzyme levels have already begun to decline, which can lead to indigestion, gut issues, mold overgrowth, and your immune system can be susceptible to viruses. Enter Bioptimizers and their enzyme and probiotic supplementation. They're the best company I've found to, that specializes in optimizing your digestion through supplements. Their supplement, Masszymes, not only contains more protease than any other enzymes on the market, it also contains 13 additional enzymes, including lipase for fat digestion, which works at every stage of digestion. And the probiotic P3OM uses a patented natural process to upgrade a well-researched probiotic strain. The result is a new super strain that they call the Navy Seal of Probiotics, Doug, because it eliminates bad bacteria and protects the good bacteria. To learn more, go to www.bioptimizers.com slash no meat. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash no meat and use coupon code no meat to get 10% off any package. And try their enzyme and probiotic combo pack risk-free today. They have the best guarantee I've seen in the industry. It's a 365-day full money-back guarantee. Again, that's www.bioptimizers.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Ritual Zero Proof. Once upon a kitchen countertop in Chicago, three friends who share a love for great cocktails decided they wanted to drink less. Out of that desire, Ritual Zero Proof spirit alternatives were born. Crafted of all-natural blended botanicals, Ritual whiskey, gin, and tequila alternatives deliver the flavor, aroma, and burn of classic spirits, but without the alcohol. You'll experience notes of juniper and cucumber in the gin, vanilla and oak in the whiskey, blue agave and Mexican lime in the tequila, among a complex range of other flavors. Simply substitute them one for one in place of liquor in your favorite cocktail, like a whiskey sour, a margarita, or a gin and tonic, which, Doug and Julia, happens to be my, uh, my... Ritual drink of choice. I've been playing poker on, with friends on Thursday nights, and I'll, I'll start out, I admit, with a couple uh, alcoholic drinks, but then I find I feel so, so much better the next day if I switch over to a ritual gin and tonic for the mm. last two. Smart. I like that. I like the kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about... Because you always want to have that extra drink, you know, and, and this is a good way to do it without... Right, because nobody needs that extra drink. An extra drink is a terrible idea. It's just not needed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but you do this, and then you feel you like you are... Good in the moment, but mm-hmm. not the next day. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find zero calories in the tequila and gin alternatives, 10 calories in the whiskey. They're alcohol and gluten-free, low and no and low carb, and enjoyed by athletes everywhere as an alternative to liquor for better hydration, endurance, and recovery. 
Not to mention the immunity boost that comes along with drinking less, something we could all use a little more of right now. Go to RitualZeroProof.com and use promo code NOMEDATHLETE for 20% off your first purchase. Ritual Zero Proof, enjoy the ritual without the alcohol. Okay. Don't worry, I have my my next habit. <laughs> the moment you've been waiting for, it's uh, it's going to be a little disappointing, so I'm sorry. But <laughs> um, no. Fail uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, in, throughout quarantine, we've been spending a lot of time together. My family, my wife and I, and my daughter, we're just spending, spending a lot of time together. And it's been like a really nice kind of setback of busy lives and feeling feeling like you always have to do things and go places. Uh, so we are, we have instituted a daily family walk. So basically, um, right before dinner, we'll all get together. We'll do a lap around, a lap around the neighborhood. You know, it's just, uh, we're trying to set ourselves up for success as things do get a little bit more busy. And, um, I don't know, just, you know, make sure that we have a dedicated time, three of us every day to continue that like family time together. Very nice. That. So you just want to continue it. Yeah, yeah, but it, you know, so like this, we, we, quarantine has kind of forced us into it, right? Because we have nowhere to go. But mm-hmm. as uh, as that begins to change, you know, the idea is that if we have this new habit of going for a walk every day before dinner, um, then that's kind of like continued this this opportunity for us to hang out. But it uh, you know kind of establishes this routine so that as other things do get more busy, we're still doing this every day. Mm-hmm. I like it. So replacing jazz hour as the uh, as the before dinner. Yeah, jazz hour. Jazz hour <laughs> kind of died when when Eliza was born, and um, and I never we've never been able to get it going again <laughs> with any consistency. I remember when you said it. You had kids, I had kids, and you didn't, and you uh, you mentioned it as one of these habits, and I I got a little chuckle saying, uh, <laughs> saying it. good luck nice to have yeah. something like jazz. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was like jazz hour, like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. Well, no, maybe it doesn't have to be walks. an hour, right? We're talking about baby steps, so maybe it could be jazz five minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. After, after your run around the solo, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Good. All right, Julia. How about you? Um, I'm trying to figure out which one to say. Uh, well, okay. First of all, there's water before every meal. I'm I'm going to say a couple here because I've got a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but water okay. before every meal, I think, is great. Just first of all, to you know, help you digest your food. You're not supposed to. Ha- you're not supposed to have water rate. Uh, you know, while you're eating it or after. So, to stay hydrated, always have a cup or um, a mason jar of water beside your desk or whatever it is, and have one right before your meal. And so, before is okay. Before won't affect before your digestion. Is good. Yeah, I like wait ten minutes or something after you're done sipping on it. But um, yeah, uh-huh. before is best. Um, and then another one is, is meditation. So I, it's, it's almost scary for me to say this cause it's like accountability, right? We're, t- we're telling each other that we're going to do things and <laughs> I've never had, um, a consistent meditation practice, but, um, I have tried headspace and 10% happier and I've kind of gone on, I don't know, a bit of a stint, I guess, but I think that I'm just going to focus on sitting for five minutes in the morning. I'm going to add that to all the other things that I do in the morning. And really it's just five minutes, right? Who like, I can do that. Can't I (laughs) (laughs) sit and breathe and and don't think about anything. It seems simple, but we'll see. Yeah. I I think, I mean, that totally is the way to do it. Right. Or even two minutes, right? That's, you could start with two 
or one. I mean, you can, you can go really, really small, and you should. Um, I, like you, Julie, I have never been able to make a meditation habit stick. Uh, in fact, I wonder if anybody ever has, or does everyone just do what we do, which is get started and then <laughs> do it for the I while. Think Matt, then... I, I think Matt Jagger genuinely meditates oh, yeah. okay. every day. So we got one person <laughs> who actually does. Uh, but what I, my problem with it, and maybe this is like I want the wrong thing out of it, but I'll try to do it for five minutes, and then I'll get to ten, and then I'll, and then I will need to get it up to twenty because I've you know we'll read about the benefits being only really substantial after fifteen minutes twice a day or something. So then I'll go to that level, and then I'm just so bored and I just can't stand the idea of meditating for that long. <laughs> and then I stop. So I, I'm in this cycle that I, I try to get back into it, and it seems it seems beautiful and great when you're not doing it. But then when I get into it, I'm kind of like, oh, this is you know, uh, I just don't know if it's worth it. So so maybe is there I, a, I think is there a time is there like um an amount of time that you could stick with consistently, and you would feel like you're getting the benefits, but you're not overdoing right. it. I think that is the answer. Is, is I should probably do it for ten minutes, be satisfied with that, not try to increase it, mm-hmm. and just. And how do you do it? Do you just sit there and focus on your breath, or do you have an app that you use? I pretty much only do sitting there with focusing on my breath. Uh, yeah. I've used Headspace before, and I like it. It's nice, and I can do that sort of thing. But uh, I don't know. I, I got to the point where Headspace, I got really sick of him talking, and I just wanted him to be quiet because I really like those spaces. So then I, I said, feel why, that way too. Yeah. This? <laughs> so I think once you get going with Headspace, you you shouldn't need it anymore. You can kind it's of like he's it. a great coach until you've got it dialed for yourself. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But then he's got to let go. He's got to let he's got to <laughs> let the student go, go out into the world, out into the meditation cloud. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, I'm inspired. Good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So here's what I am excited about. And again, this is not groundbreaking, um, and I don't even have that much clarity on it. But I am super excited. Now we have mentioned the uh, the book Ultra Learning on this podcast several times. Yes. Remember that you mentioned yeah. back when you were listening to the Cliff's Notes version in the audio advertiser um, Blinkist, sponsor, yep mm-hmm. yeah um so i read that book and that that for me really kicked off uh i did it a little bit before this quarantine started but it got me so interested in learning stuff and just i don't know so i've, I've really just devoured lots and lots of things um I, I always talk about the languages i got into the piano again with this quarantine um did the did the memorizing a deck of cards thing and uh i even <laughs> i even got into this this is when i knew Wait, i had what? like <laughs> memorized a deck of cards I learned how to memorize a deck of cards so that if you like, look at a deck of cards, stare, you know, look at it for about five minutes and then after that, know the order of it, what? which is not any wow. great magic. It's just, it's just following a, a system that lots of people do. And people can do it in, in looking at, like spending only 30 seconds looking at the deck uh, who are really good. But um, how I, long I just did you it. Take? What's that? How long do you take? Like five minutes. Okay. So wow. I did it simply because I read about it in, I think it was Digital Minimalism. It might've been Deep Work. Uh, by Cal Newport, and he's suggested doing it just for the mental exercise of doing it, and kind of teaching yourself that you can install a system in your head, and you can kind of learn things that seem impossible. Uh, so I did that, and then recently I got a I got a, the uh, textbook from an Italian wine course, and just read it cover to cover. And at that point, I said I need I need some direction here with my learning stuff because I'm I was just kind of doing random things and not really. I don't know. It just, Jack it just of all no... trades. Renaissance man. It sounds like magic to me. <laughs> I think you're a magician. No, no. But anyway, so what I want to do, my, my plan, what I, what I decided to do for the summer is stop trying to learn all these different things and just pick one thing, do an ultra learning project where I say, here's where I'm starting. And then three months from now, here's the results I'm going to get and, and put all that effort into one thing and actually try to, you know, 
gain a substantial amount of ground in in something. I don't know if it's going to be a language. I don't know if it's going to be a musical instrument. Uh, but I'm really excited about about just focusing on one thing and and trying to learn it. So that's that's my uh, thing that I'm quite excited about. And by the way, that book, if that doesn't sound or I should say, if that sounds kind of interesting to you, um, the, the book is awesome. It got me really really excited about this sort of thing. So I would highly recommend it. It's by Scott Young. It's called Ultra Learning, Scott. and it's exciting. I think I think we should take a second right now to ch- pick what it is you're going to learn about. You know, mm-hmm. my, my my first boat boat might be like uh, native plants. Native plants, okay. <laughs> um, let's see what. Choice. How about um, guitar? Do you know how to play the guitar? I I can strum chords on the guitar. Okay. Okay. But I would love to what? know how to learn or know how to play the guitar. But again, yeah, maybe you can learn and then teach me how to learn. <laughs> maybe uh how about mastering your roulette strategy oh i think i've already done that doug i don't know work, but it, <laughs> you got the strategy down it just doesn't work. Uh, right 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 okay <laughs> no well keep us posted as you do figure it out because um mm-hmm. yeah I, i'm on i'm on the edge of my seat already <laughs> try like you know if you spend three months mastering something i think that would be pretty cool yeah i think so too i think i think that would be like I said, like the, the memorizing of the deck of cards thing, like there's no point in that. I don't care. I'm not going to try to go impress friends. Like in five minutes of staring at a deck is much too long to actually like be impressive at a party, right? Like, Here, give me this. I'm going to go away and then I'll come back and I'm going to do a trick. Uh, I'm impressed. <laughs> but so like for this thing, I think much more than like whatever skill is acquired in three months. For me, it's like if you actually did acquire a significant skill or like really, really grew in teaching yourself something in three months, I just think, well, the next five years be like I, I mean i'd be so excited to like go further with that so it's more about like learning that i have the ability to do that mm-hmm. um than it is about any one skill and so that's why I, I think that's probably why i'm not all that focused on what uh what, it what is. the specific thing is yeah i just want to want to do it want to get in there and do it so cool. we'll see i'll keep okay. you posted yeah all right uh i got my last one here okay and it's definitely a small step uh, and it will not be all that impressive to a lot of people. We have talked a lot about digital minimalism, uh, Matt and I, over the episodes we've done over the past few months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've complained a lot about how uh, that's a problem for me, especially right now. It seems like I'm just in front of a screen all the time. So I officially have a real plan that I am executing, and I'm going to try to make it a real habit. Uh, I'm starting <laughs> with just... One hour a day, and it could even be during my daily walks, family walks. Uh, one hour a day where I am locking my phone away in like my sock drawer. Okay. And sock uh, and during during that time, uh, just basically any any drawer, just like putting it away, like yeah. in you a lock on your sock drawer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I keep some crazy things in there, man. <laughs> Are there bombas in there? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want anybody touching my bombas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, okay. no <laughs> but no but like putting it away like actually in a place not just uh on a bed or on like a side table or something like that where if i walked by it i would be tempted to look at it like putting it away one hour a day starting there um and and you know and during that hour like no tv obviously no computer time just like an hour of, of no screens uh and no like input really mm-hmm. um so that's that's what i'm going for we'll start with an hour and see what happens I like it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me that you call an hour small because that's a long time. But I guess I guess maybe when you've already got the walk taking up thirty minutes of that 
maybe. Yeah, right. Like, you know, that could be while I'm cooking or while yeah. I am, you know, while I'm right. walk, you know, going on the walker, like doing some other activity. That doesn't mean I'm like sitting for like an hour, you know? Yeah, right. Right. Um, yeah, I think it's reasonable. That seems like a small step. You're right. You're giving mm-hmm. it a timeout. I like that. And uh, Just a timeout. Yeah, a little timeout. In the sock drawer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I kind of had one similar to no phone after 8.30. That's good. Right? Because mm. that's, I mean, no screens before bedtime is, is definitely good for the what sleep. Time do you, what time do you go to bed? Uh, depends, but I tr- around like 10 or 10.30. I oh, try so to you're get... like already doubling what my my one hour is going to be. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Way to show me up. Thanks. Thanks, Julia. <laughs> Doesn't, I'm not saying that that happens, though. That is <laughs> right. going to happen, hopefully, cool. implementing that. <laughs> Supposedly, that helps you sleep better if it you don't does. Yeah. have those lights and things bothering you. Exactly. Which I can certainly use. My sleep is terrible. Oh. Despite okay. all these efforts, Doug, and I'm just, my sleep is no good still. Ugh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Well, no screen before bedtime. Maybe that's what I need. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Um, <laughs> and another habit. I don't know if this is really a habit, but it's something that... With COVID, I was a little bit, I was pretty inspired that, you know, you could talk to all of these people with FaceTime and not be Mm. in the same room. And it's such a a funny realization because it's obvious, but I connected with so many people that I hadn't really seen in a a long time just because we couldn't now see each other. (laughs) Such a funny (laughs) mindset. Um, But with that, moving forward, I don't need to be on the house party app or FaceTime almost every day anymore or Zoom. (laughs) But instead, I kind of want to get back into sending snail mail to people that I've never, you know, I haven't connected with in a really long time, meet a lot to me. And so maybe I'm thinking every two weeks, I'm going to set a reminder, snail mail reminder, and I'm going to write a little note to someone I love and put it in the Handwritten note or typed up? Handwritten. Handwritten, Matt. Doing it. Stationary? Oh, yeah. Good. Not calligraphy though. I'm not going to go that far. No. No. But yeah, it just wow. feels good, right? To I love getting stuff in the mail, so why not send it out and make other people? Yeah, I love it? that idea. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. A um, I have. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, at the very beginning of all this, I was playing like board games and stuff virtually with people, with friends and old friends I hadn't seen in a long time, and doing all this like. FaceTime and Zoom stuff with a bunch of friends. I've gotten so over that stuff that I just can't, I just can't do it anymore. Like I, I just like, even yeah. like the old FaceTiming of, you know, what I did before all this with like FaceTiming my mom so she can play with Eliza or something like that. I just don't really want to deal with any of it. I'm just like so <laughs> over all of the video chats. Oh, yeah. Person to person is a million times better. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. I know what you mean. Cool. Well, anything else? Anybody got Not a last really. one? You know what? I realized as we were, uh, Julia, I don't know if, I guess you weren't, you probably didn't hear our New Year's resolution episode, but uh, we, for me, I like I had turned 40, or I had turned 39. See, I already feel like I'm 40. Uh, <laughs> I had turned 39 in December 26th of last year. And I, and I, at the end of it said, like, I just wanted to feel, when I go, when I turn 40, I wanted to be really like in shape and eating well and just feeling like there wasn't this list of stuff that was kind of nagging me. I was like, man, I got to start doing that. And like, I don't know. I just wanted to like kind of be in charge and be in control and like be really, I don't know, just happy with sort of how the operating system was and how it was. Um, <clears throat> um, and I started off okay with that. And so now that my wife turned 40, um, 
and we're sort of in the summer and now we're doing this habit episode, it kind of feels to me like like this is my chance to to reset on those on those New Year's resolutions and uh, and get back to what I intended then. Granted, we're not out of this thing hmm. yet. Like it's still not normal life by any means. Um, but you know, it's been a really nice chance to to do a lot of stuff that I just did not make the time for before. Um, so I, I think I don't know. I feel pretty good about my chances of of making that New Year's plan of of you know getting my fitness back, eating better, and all that. Making that work uh, even with only six months to do it. You're gonna you're gonna turn forty having yep. become an expert in something totally new, <laughs> and um, and uh, you know a master baker and cheesemaker, mm-hmm. vegan and be cheesemaker. Able to memorize a deck of cards. Memorize deck of cards. I mean, you're going to turn 40 and be living your best life, man. <laughs> My mom says that the 40s were her favorite years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Couldn't be. Seems impossible. Couldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you know this, but I'm a Christmas baby too, but you're the day after on two days before. Oh, really? Huh. Oh. <laughs> cool. No, it's not that bad. It's, it's no, great. It's not it, that bad. What do you, I mean, Boxing Day, birthday. Boxing it's Day, that's bad. my birthday, right? Yeah, that's you. I'm 23rd. Right. I didn't, yeah. think, I didn't know anyone knew about Boxing Day. I guess it's a Canadian thing, right? Oh, you guys don't do Boxing Day in the States? No, we don't do Boxing Day. Oh. <laughs> it's like gift didn't boxes, know, right? It we didn't think Matt's anybody birthday. knew. It's like a legit holiday, man. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it on the calendar on my birthday all the time. I figured it was some just weird thing nobody did. I don't know. It's no, not it's, about boxing, I mean, right? Not, yeah. What is it? I, I think mean, it's I, like I, gifts in boxes, right? It's like, see, no one does it. I think it's just a recovery from Christmas. <laughs> oh, wait. So it's not a Canadian thing. It is. And even a Canadian here doesn't know it. Yeah. Which proves my point that nobody knows it or does it. <laughs> okay. All right. I think it has to do with boxes and presents in boxes. Yeah. A holiday created the day after Christmas. This All about being the second presents. Christmas. We'll just call Christmas it. Tide. We'll just call it Matt's birthday. Oh, it's it, uh, in the UK. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. There you go. Learning something new. So maybe some people do do it. No, I probably shouldn't. Oh wait, Canada. All right, Canada's listed here too. All right. Okay. So so basically we don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it's, no Matt's holiday, it's Matt's birthday, Matt's and birthday. he's going to turn forty, and he's going to have accomplished a lot in his thirty ninth year. Hopefully, it has no actual significance, and it's not like honoring people or something. Because oh, no, then I, I just so. made it sound like it was not <laughs> <No>. important. <laughs> um, All right, good. This is the part of the show where we tend to tend to ramble too long so let's uh, let's not do that (laughs) all right thanks guys this is fun as always and thanks everyone for listening we'll see you next week all right sounds Sounds good good. guys bye